Fucking predictable. Um, oh. Because of the Paul and Griff show, you got myself, Paul. And you got myself, Griff. Oh, and we are all over the place with this week. What an exciting uphill, downhill adventure we got. How are you doing, Griff? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Oh, Can you guess what over. we're reviewing this week? We're <laughs> reviewing. Um... So, do for Oasis? No. Oh. oh. To be fair, I, I thought you were going to steam in and go, yeah, of course I can fucking guess what it is. I picked it. Well, yeah, I do know what we're doing. <laughs> Otherwise, I've wasted, I've wasted even more of my, I've wasted even more of my life flying. <laughs> well, I just thought we, I thought we good approach because, uh, yeah, later on this tonight we are reviewing a Songbird, which is a COVID-inspired. Yeah. yeah, COVID-inspired film, which is um, it's both relevant and eye-opening, and yeah. But we'll get to that. Oh, we will get to that. If you want to skip to that, skip to that. But you want to hear that? It's episode um, fifty. It's episode fifty. Oh wow! It's a little what milestone, a milestone itself. A milestone. Episode fifty. So we're also going to be talking about some of our favourite memories from our first um, fifty episodes. It's been quite a journey. Been a gone through journey. some dramatic changes, like the world has, like the world. <laughs> it's pretty much parallel to the world, really. Our changes, you know. So, um, yeah, we're going to be um, we're going to be talking about some memories from our shows, and um, yeah. So it's, it's, that's that's something to look forward to, and um, yeah, a lot of news this week as well. There's a lot of obviously BAFTAs has been and gone. I did it, that kind of snuck up on, stuck up on me. Um, yeah, like just loads of stuff going on and loads of trailers. You can tell like the world is primed to move on and get going again. Um, and all these streaming services keep bringing out movies, so obviously they keep releasing trailers. <laughs> there's a lot of trailers, there's a lot of news, there's a whole load of craziness going on, but. I'm thinking a number between one and ten. What is it? Seven. It is seven. Oh. And, and do you know what you win? <laughs> I win. This week's movie news. Bum, bum, bum. What a prize. Oh. <laughs> Let's, there's loads, there's loads of stuff cheap. to dive I'm getting there's loads stuff to dive into. So let's <laughs> let's go. Oh, we'll do all the trailers first. There's loads of trailers. We got a trailer for Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan. Um, I've never played any of the Tom Clancy games. I don't know if it's got anything to do with any of that. Um, it just looks all-out action. Um, it's quite enjoyable. I don't kind of get the opening scene where he's kind of like, let's see, of the trailer, where he's almost flooding his cell. And then yeah. he's just beating up everyone to go in. I don't kind of get that. Um, John Clark, a Navy SEAL, goes on a path to avenge his wife's murder, only to find himself inside of a larger conspiracy. Um, big fan of Michael B. Jordan. I probably will watch it. Um, what do you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't massively... 
understand what was going on. And I sort of felt I had a lot, a lot of emotions or whether this is something that interests me or not. But I, but I do feel like I will watch it. I do feel like it's got a good level of action that I think will be um, gripping throughout and sort of hold hold you. So, um, yeah, no, I think I'll be watching this. It's got all Jamie Bell, old Billy Elliot fame, Guy Pearce. Um, yeah, and obviously anything with the Tom Clancy name. Um, yeah, Amazon oh, Prime. You sold it. Take my money. <laughs> so, don't have to. Amazon Prime, April 30th. Oh. So that's the first trailer out of the way. Then we had a trailer for Batman, The Long Halloween, Part 1, um, which I don't know if it sold it on me, if I'm honest. I do kind of like most of the Batman animated kind of stuff. Um, Batman investigates a murder spree that takes place on holidays. I couldn't work out if it's to do with Two-Face. couldn't work out if it's to do with Joker. I'm guessing it's to do with multiple people. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts? Um, a lot of similar to yours. I love the animated. I find the animated is where DC is always sort of shined and Marvel's always sort of falling apart. I feel the animated is like the real kind of mm. the DC. You know what I mean? The, the, and um, uh, yeah, I think this this will be fun. I mean, the, the trailer just feels, I, I guess, in sort of cryptic in its sort of way. But um, yeah, I think I'd rush to watch, not necessarily. But if I saw it was on, I'd stick it on. Yeah, definitely. It looks like um, obviously Cal- Calendar Man, which um, I only really know through like the Arkham games, is a, is a villain. Um, obviously, you got Harvey Dent with the coin, Joker, bit of Catwoman. Um, so obviously, you've got some multiple villains like this animated stuff. But um, yeah, um, I don't think I've got a release date for it. But I'm guessing it may come out in Halloween. Who knows? It makes sense. A date. It? it makes sense. If you were Calendar uh, Man, would your catchphrase be like, guess a date or something? Oh, guess a date. Oh. Well, you you come home and there's a calendar on the wall with like a date circled and that's the day you're going to die. I'd probably like push people off buildings go, oh, another leap year. That's rough. <laughs> that's rough. Oh. oh, then we had a trailer for a movie called Mainstream starring Andrew Garfield in this cautionary tale, three people struggle to traverse prever- their identities as they form an eccentric love triangle within the fast-moving internet age. Now, this did grab my attention, and I did kind of like the idea of this. <clears throat> yeah, agreed. I mean, that's clever. It's basically, um, she's got a quirky friend. She films him a lot. He becomes a bit of a, a YouTube, we'll say, sensation, mm. and sort of a viral sensation. It's about the growth and portraying this character when maybe behind the scenes you're not quite the same as this character anymore and getting caught up in the world of fame and being viral it feels a bit like that yeah I feel like they're trying to like as you say they, they've gone through fame and they're trying to be like go viral again yeah um, just just kind of shock, shock audiences so um, yeah um, due to come out um, 7th of May 2021 um, not sure if it's Netflix. Is it Netflix? Not sure. Um, uh, I can't remember what it was on. To be honest, it's probably, I feel like yeah. I watched so many trailers this week. Uh, I struggled to keep up with what's on what. There, there's a lot of trailers. Um, there's a trailer called film called Monster. Um, a talented teen implicated in a robbery turned murder fights for his innocence and integrity against a criminal justice system that's already judged him. This looks very interesting. This, this kind of looks like a 
uh, an evening kind of movie to watch. This is Netflix. This yeah. is seventh of May. Um, um, Kelvin Harrison Jr. Um, stars with Jennifer Hudson and Jeffrey Wright. Um, I, I like the idea of this. The trailer definitely kind of looks good. Yourself? Um, yeah, I liked it. I felt um, it felt deep. It, it felt like one you could properly get invested in and and you already have your own idea because you all know the truth. You'll just yeah. be sitting there hoping that the jury see the truth in sort of ride. It's got that sort of attachment to it. So, yeah, I'm up for this one. Definitely, definitely. Um, then we've got a random Netflix trailer for something called The Wedding Coach, um, which the trailer is literally like the bride and groom getting in a yacht and not a canoe, canoe. almost, canoe. a canoe. Um, and I don't quite get like what they're being coached about. Um, former bride... And forever comedian Jamie Lee shares her irrelevant yet practical tips and tricks for wedding planning with struggling lovebirds. Um, already got a 4.1 on IMDb, so it's obviously amazing. <laughs> it just, yeah, the trailer didn't sell it, but it does look like the kind of trash TV I'd watch. That's the thing. It looks like it's just going to be like you got a couple of comedians that are trying to help them do dream weddings on a budget. Yeah. So they come out yeah. with quirky ideas to make it memorable for guests or something. Some amazing entrances and stuff. I don't know. I could be reading into it wrong, but I just think it'd be something like that. But yeah, it looks, um, it looks like something that could be really funny. It's only six episodes. Um, so yeah, that's, um, I think it's out now. I think it's already out. So mm. that is that. Um, the meal trailer for those who wish me dead. Starring Angelina Jolie, uh, a teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all. So I, I feel like the forest fire isn't the kind of main storyline, but it's kind of there as a kind of hindrance. Um, I don't know. I thought the trailer was a little bit over the place. It, it just felt like a film that just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and and bigger yeah. and it's a bit like I want to kill this kid what do we do burn the whole forest down yeah I mean it just felt like I guess we'll find out what this kid knows at some point to burn the whole forest it's... down and hope to get him but um yeah, definitely. There's a cool little shot where they're underwater with a fire over them. Um, I'm guessing like it'll look it'll look really good, whether like it is good. Um, yeah, it'll be another thing. This is HBO Max in America, May 14th, and in theaters. So um, I don't know when we're gonna get it over here. Oh, 17th of May. Whether we get it on Amazon Prime or we have to wait, I don't know. Um, also, a trailer for The Woman in the Window, um, starring Amy Adams. This looked um, pretty creepy. Oh, this is a bit of me. I think this, this looks quite interesting. Yeah, so basically, he's a woman that won't leave her house for her anxiety or or mm. whatever reasons. And she, she constantly watches her neighbours across, and the woman across the road looks like she gets killed. But... Obviously, she goes and mentions it, and they're just like, that woman has never lived here before. You're talking rubbish. This is the woman. And you just, I guess it's one of those to find out if it's like real life, it's all in her head, or how this sort of naturally unfolds. But, um, yeah, it looks interesting. 
Yeah, it looks very interesting. And that's due out May 14th. Um, obviously, a very looks crime, drama, mystery. Definitely worth checking out. Um, yeah. I saw the trailers out of the way. We also had the news, um, big news, that Sony movies from 2022 will release their movies exclusively on Netflix after their theatrical run finishes. Um, obviously a massive piece of business. I don't know how much Netflix have paid Sony for this, but obviously will scarper any Spider-Man movie turning up on Disney Plus, which has got to be a little bit of a fuck you. Well, I, I think Disney. it's, I mean, I'm guessing Netflix probably approached Sony, but I reckon on the same level, I reckon Sony were probably open to sort of an agreement like this because um, Disney are sort of monopolising yeah. the situation. They own everything. And it's, it's, it's kind of only recently, you know, you, you did notice loads of shows disappear from Amazon Prime. There were loads of things Disney disappearing from Netflix and stuff where Disney Plus was sort of calling rank. And obviously it's their property. They can do whatever they want with it. But it's, you know, it's very much becoming obvious that they were yeah. sort of growing and just sucking everything in. So... um it's only a matter of time before others sort of got together and said, hey, do you know what? Fuck it, let's see if we can give this a go. We've got quite a good back history ourselves. Yeah, but obviously it means like things like the Venom movie. Yeah. Um, I see when they say they finished their um, theatrical run, it means obviously you're not going to have to wait a long time to get them on Netflix. Well, this is it. I mean, I was talking to um, Jay from geeking in about this and basically he was his main thing was like what do they mean like how soon is soon mm, mm. and i think that's a fair a fair point like how how quickly will they get on there are they talking two weeks later like because you know people that want to buy it on dvd will always want to buy it on dvd i mean that's just that sort of i mean like you you're a dvd collector it doesn't matter if it's streaming or not if you want to own a physical hard copy you will own one yeah so um i guess it doesn't include anything this year but obviously ghostbusters afterlife is sony um there's Sony got you forget like i suppose because they're not marvel and all that just some of the films that they do do obviously the uncharted movie that's due in 2022 yeah spider-man no way home um Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse 2, like The Last of Us, like... Yeah, some, some big hitters. There's, there's some really big, big hitters. Um, oh, wow, I know you did last summer. Doing a remake, are they? Cheeky. Um, but, yeah, um, it's good for us. If it means, like, we haven't got a long wait for Netflix, it almost kind of... Kind of shoots himself in the foot in the same way though, because oh, why go? Why why pay money to go to cinema if I've just got to wait thirty days? As you say, I think that's the key question. How soon does Netflix get them? How soon? Exactly. Speaking of um, Ghostbusters, we got a clip from Ghostbusters, didn't we? Oh, we did. At first, I thought it was natural like merchandise advert. How, oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't think it was actually going to be like a clip from the film. How how did you feel about this? I feel it's going to be too... 
they're making it out to be too comical. I don't know. It, I don't... it left me slightly concerned, if I'm honest. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. familiar colours with the Stay Puff. Um, clever way of bringing the Stay Puff back because obviously it was something he thought about. It wouldn't return just as a ghost for no reason, but to come mm. out of the actual packet is a clever way of doing it. But um, yeah, I, I just feel as all, all the scenes, I don't know, like I said, I was a little bit, a little bit worried this might be too comical. But again, I'm, I'm more than happy to be wrong. I want to be wrong. I want it to have a balance like the original. So, yeah, it's we'll only see. like a minute 30, 30 seconds, and it, it, it is just a clip. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't if... know Paul Rudd's in the movie, and all honesty, that's how bad I am knowing. But I didn't know Paul Rudd is set to be in it. Well, it's like, um, but if they showed a clip of the original Ghostbusters and all it was was them walking through the corridor and it cut around the corner and mm. they're just slimer eating loads of food, mm. you sort of might think, oh, what's, what's this? I thought it was very kind of, you know, with the librarian at the beginning of the first yeah. one. It was very trying to be like that. I thought that. But obviously with food, with food rather first than... First scare ahead. Like... Librarian scene in Ghostbusters. men burning each other. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it sort of went into, it reminded me of um, Evil Dead. You know, the loads of small ashes in the Army of Darkness. When they're oh, all yeah. sort of beating each other up and poking him. It sort of reminded me of that. Where it's sort of like, look, they were playing games. Then he sort of got one and they sort of stabbed him. And he's like, oh, you little shit. And it sort of, it felt the same with that. They thought they were nice and playing. So he poked him and bit him. <laughs> Had a similar sort of vibe to um, Army of Darkness. Oh, great film. Yeah. Um, James Gunn confirms Guardians 3 will start filming Let's this go. year. So, um, yeah, that's, that's filming. I'm guessing he's got to do his promotional stuff for um, the Suicide Squad first. Um, that'd be interesting to see. Um, obviously, we had the BAFTAs over here. Um, Nomadland and The Father were some of the big winners. Obviously, head of the Oscars in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Ray Fisher says it'll be a bummer if he can't return a cyborg in the DCEU's Flash movie. Yeah. Um, we'll see if that happens. And that's that, that's pretty much it for um the the news of movie that's land. That's all you need. Um so it is all we need. Um so as we always do this this week in, in film, I think we're some main news well behind us because I don't think there is anything coming up, hopefully. Um in 2015, Avengers Age of Ultron, directed by Joss Whedon, starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, and Jeremy Rayner. Premiers in Los Angeles. Um, oh yeah, by the way, Macaulay Culkin's had his first child. So congratulations, Macaulay oh, Culkin. Yeah. What if you leave it? Uh, once again, leave <laughs> He's back on our screen soon. He's in the latest. How many people that he American knows? Horror story. Do you think have made that joke to him? Not enough. Not enough people. Make sure you don't forget it. <laughs> In 2017, The Fate of the Furious, directed by F. Gary Gray, starring Vin Diesel on The Rock, opens worldwide. Highest grossing weekend at $532 million. That is some dirty yeah. money. Um, 1997, the disaster film Volcano, directed by Mick Jackson, starring Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Heach, 
premieres in South Korea. Um, <clears throat> we also had Spider-Man 3, directed by Sam Raimi and starring Toby Maguire, Kristen Dunst, premieres at the Tokyo Film Festival. I do think that film gets a lot yeah. of flack. Um, it isn't as bad as people make out. It's not a masterpiece, don't get me wrong, but it still is a little bit of fun. But that's just me. No, agreed. I mean, they all do. Uh, 2011, yeah. Yeah, they do. People want too much, don't they? Um, in 2011, four, directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman, premieres in Sydney. And also 2011, Game of Thrones, premieres on yeah. HBO. Never watched any of that, uh, did I you? watched The Red Wedding. Oh, and I watched, um, I believe, the last the part of the last episode. Oh. So, Loads of people gave that flack as well. But, but nothing to base yeah. it on. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I just knew <laughs> people died. I won't say who in case that... Maybe people find about... Yeah, spo- I suppose spoilers. We'll, we'll just leave. We'll Spoiler, just leave someone dies in the last show, everyone. Oh, fucking ruined out. Um, yeah, that's that. That's it. I see what you mean. I guess it just leaves um, one thing, one big thing, one big little thing. One big little uh, thing. One pandemic-inspired um, movie. <laughs> we reveal that song and Songbird next. Let's do this. Of course, in our degrees of separation, this week was Griff's choice, and he took us to Songbird, the COVID-inspired isolation special that is on Amazon? Amazon. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Amazon. I looked on Netflix, and it wasn't there. It's a true story. That's (laughs) probably more exciting than the whole of this film. It was me looking for the film. Oh, so true. So true. Wasn't on Disney, wasn't on Netflix, it's on Amazon Prime. Little oh, song I wrote about my own journey. Better than the film itself. Trying to get Sony to release it and put it on Netflix two weeks later. <laughs> um, yeah, don't keep the people waiting. Give us synopsises and whatever else we know about this masterpiece. Songbird. 2020 um, released 11th of December 2020 in the UK and USA on demand in 2024 a pandemic ravages the world and its cities centering on a handful of people as they navigate the obstacles currently hindering society disease, marital law quarantine and vigilantes It was direct, even though I thought it was Michael Bay Michael Bay just produced it. It was directed by Adam Mason, who also wrote it. Um, what's Adam Mason done before, you may ask? Um, that's an Anderson Change videos. Um, he's not done anything that I've ever heard of. So arguably, this is his biggest um, biggest go at it, really. Oh, it's done a System of Down video as well. We went to a gig of System of Down. We did. Got whiplash. In the day. Got whiplash. Got whiplash. That was really fucked, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it, it stars K.J. Apa. Um, what's my little cursor? 
Keiji Appa as Nico, Sophia Carson as Sarah, Craig Robinson as Lester, Bradley Whitford as William Griffin. Yeah, it did make me laugh. Uh, Peter St- Stormare as Emmett Harland, Elpedia Carrillo as Grammy Lita, Alexandra Daddy Ario as May, and Leah McHugh as Emma Griffin. Oh, so Debbie Moore as Piper Griffin. There we go. Um, it didn't have, I can't find out the budget. The worldwide gross is 409,321, which obviously is because not a lot of cinemas are open. Oh, the budget's 700 grand to 2.5 million dollars on Wikipedia. It says that. Don't do it on IMDb. Ah, and I don't think there was any taglines. No. Oh, taglines. Four years into quarantine, the virus has changed. So have we. It feels lazy, really, doesn't it? It's not really. And the other one's the only way out is together. Oh. I thought it should be like the only way out is in. I'm saying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone had to stay in so they could do it almost a play like the only way out is in. Oh. Which would have been a thing, wouldn't it? I should, let's remake it. Um, so basically um, our hero, basically our, our, do we call him hero? Basically sent us around it is a COVID-inspired movie. Um, and well, they're on COVID-23, aren't they? Not to scare... So it doesn't scare people. Yeah. Even though I do feel like this could, like... Yeah, and you have delivery people. If they're, like... If they're immune, you get to wear this yellow bat, wristband, which that's pretty much your passport to do whatever the fuck you want. That's if you've got a yellow passport. wristband. Yeah, that's actually your passport. Um, I do like the idea of like the delivery service. So every house has got like a, you have to put it into a little kind of incubation thing, and they open it up, and he obviously delivers um, important stuff. But he also delivers like other bracelets to people because the Griffins are have kind of got like a career on selling these wristbands, but also it's not like the Griffins. Not the Griffins at all. Um, and then the husband, William Griffin, he's doing some kinky shit with May. Um, yeah, May May's an aspiring, we'll say again, like YouTube yeah, singer-songwriter, where people sort of like that thing. But I don't really know how anyone makes money on this. It's obviously, how do they get food? How do they do anything? Because she couldn't even get crayons. No, no, she couldn't get She got well excited, didn't she, when she got... Yeah. So what? What? How? What are they going? How are they eating? Like, there's so many. There's, there's. I feel there's bigger questions that weren't answered. No, it's just all around. It's all around. The, he's obviously got a crush on this girl that I assume we've. They've seen each other out, on, huh? on phones. I guess. I guess they're going out. I thought they were going out. Yeah, I guess they're going out, and she's there with her, her nan, and it's a world where I think if one of you get cut, you've got. To, Test yourself every day. Um, there's a mobile phone app that, and if you get it, people come for you. I felt very purge. People come for you, and they take both of you. It just, it's just very messy. I, I'd love to like say it was great, but just 
How many um how many deaths were there in the year? The well, in the film? Yeah. Five? What deaths from COVID in the year? Of the oh film? sorry, oh sorry. Oh um let's go with Ah, oh, America, two point one million. There's over eight million. Over eight million. Eight million four hundred thousand and ten. Oh. But um, yeah, no, I I found this. I went into it thinking it was going to be a bit jarring because we are sort of living it. So I just thought it might be like, oh, but um, I, I thought it might have been a hope-inspired film. Yeah, there was no, it was no hype at all. And basically, what he's done is, 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 it's an even worse version of what we're sort of living through. And um, he basically ends up pretty much getting his. I mean, she's going to die, isn't she? Just well, she might be immune. Or is she immune? I don't really know. I think, I, mean, she, I think she ends up in the end being immune because she's not, she, she's not ill and he puts a bracelet on her. Basically, it's not like no one's looking for a cure, no one's looking right. for anything. He just. He just wants to break her out. Don't know where he's going to go. Um, because it's a global pandemic. So even though they're on the run, I don't kind of get where they're going to go. So this film, this didn't feel like a pandemic film. This felt more like a zombie film. Mm. In the sense that like, um, everything's completely like shut down. It's not, Real life, in the sense you have like you know key workers or food shops, everything's shut. Mm. Now all the roads are derelict. Yeah, everything's like smashed. There's basketball courts left as it was. There's cars, sort of like they're set on fire. They're just sort of left where they were. So it's not a society anymore. It's a complete like just nothingness. Yeah, ghost towns, isn't it? Yeah, like, big, it is. big time ghost towns and and. I don't know about obviously he's just a delivery man and he kind of or more of a courier. He he, he takes things from A to B because he's immune and he's obviously collecting parts for a motorbike. And yeah. It's filmed in two and a half weeks and I think that shows as well. I just find it a little yeah. bit like insensitive, a bit too soon. A bit too soon. Um, it's always gonna it's always gonna happen, won't it? I mean. The, the only film you could really make is this film. Because yeah. you don't have to go out. Do you know what I mean? So it's sort of, there's a lot of it that I think makes sense. And the idea to give it a go, I just, I just feel like how come you have like disaster films like we saw the other week with The Rock and everything. Mm. But the ending was to give you like hope. Yeah. This film didn't give you any hope. No. It basically just said the world's fucked. The world will continue to be fucked. There's no out. You're, everyone's fucked. Love, love will conquer all. Do you know what I mean? No, it, there, was, there, was no, there was no good vibe from this. There's no, oh wow. Didn't leave it open for a sequel you wanted to see. There was no, like you said, there was no even talks that they were trying to look for. You know, even the news in the background, there wasn't a bit where it's just like, oh, breakthroughs found as like vaccine cures or there's nothing. Everything was just doom and gloom. And there there wasn't any, there wasn't really anything to take from it. No, no. Some of the plot lines, just like, he's obviously just going because he just wants to have... 
So it's just a really fucking depressing movie. He just wants to have sex, but like his, his wife's annoyed because their daughter's got some kind of illness and she's really vulnerable and he brings that in. And um, I think Peter Stormare, probably pretty good creepy guy, kind of. Hmm. Uh, but that was pretty much it. And I did like the um, the drone. The drone killing was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously, pretty spoiler heavy with all this, so I do apologise. But, um, yeah. We're just saving you from a bad movie. We're not saving you from a bad movie. We'll go and watch it and just Make your enjoy own the bad movie. <laughs> it's quite big. But the cast is quite big. I was yeah, quite surprised I mean, about all the people like, oh my god, I know who you are, I know who you are. I mean I was I was happy with the cast because obviously you got my choice coming up next, so I, I thought originally I thought I was screwed. I spoiled you. He did spoil me, and that's why we get to do strip tease next week with Debbie Moore. Oh, I love oh, a bit god. of strip tease. A little bit of unchained melody, I wanted to do Ghost. We spoke about her in the week. But I couldn't find mm, nah, it. Nah. It's Ghost well, on Disney it. Plus. No. Nah. It's the kind of thing that you'd feel like would be on Disney Plus. Yeah, it should be there. It's got Frozen and that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what there is more to say about Songbird. Um, I, 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 I personally wanted to like it, but. It just, it just I, left I just, me feeling like he was a bit of a lazy. There's, there's plot holes everywhere. It, it I doesn't just feel, feel like a big yeah. story. I agree. I feel there's plot holes everywhere. And like I said, everything's going on in the world right now. If you're going to do a film like this, the, the best way to end this film is have everything back to some form of normality. Yeah. It's yeah. like a TV series. And this was just, the end of episode one mm. you know when it needs about another eight episodes for actually to get where it needs to go and I, I just feel like it was such a sour plus ending like it was awful it just it gave you absolutely nothing apart yeah. from oh well she's immune the rest of her family's fucked and dead but that's all right now we move on they keep on throwing these immunity braces like he gets the guy at the end like his own little immunity brace there i'm like yeah but doesn't mean he fucking is immune. Go and, catch this de- go and catch this deadly virus, like, and die yeah. yourself, like. I just don't get this whole, he's not doing her any favours by getting her a bracelet. Yeah, unless she is actually immune, in which case she would have got one anyway. And how do you actually find out if you're immune? There's a lot of stuff that, like, just... Well, the thing, they could have had news reports in the background... They could do like a testing centre where people go and they test if they're immune, but there's like mm. loads and loads of deaths where people aren't. And it'll be like one in 500 or something is immune or one in 2,000. And you just see people are just dying where they're desperately trying to be immune and they're not. I mean, there's loads of like fucked up stuff they could have done in the background. But like I said, the most important thing is the end of this film is they should have given like yeah. hope. Yeah. Yeah, especially as we're still in the pandemic. Yeah, I I just feel like, imagine a disaster film where basically the film, you know, imagine, like I said, the rock one, if that film had ended with them trapped in the building still and the earthquake was still going on, but at least he found his daughter, right? Yeah. 
but, but the earthquake's still going. So they're still getting floods. It's still kicking off. Everything's still fucked. They're in the middle of the earthquake. But at least he's seen his daughter. So the film ends. That's mm. basically what it feels like. It's like you're still right in the middle of this. There's no closure. You know, it just there, there should have been something. Mm, definitely, definitely. Apart from the only difference between the beginning of the film and the end of the film is her family's dead, but she's out the house. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck else has changed? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing. It's ridiculous. The baddie's not dead. No, the government, no, like... No. The, but are they... Are they baddies? Like, they're, they're technically... Oh, I just no, but know. you know it's what just, I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, the way yeah, it's sort yeah, of portrayed. Yeah, it's just, it's just that yellow bracelet just kind of stops. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's just, on Amazon um, Prime. You might like it. Tell us we're wrong. Tell we us sold we it. Got like little butchers. We sold it massively. Um, but what is sold is this. This is episode fifty. The episode fifty. So movie. before we get into my pick for next week, I think. As you rightly said, it's it's nice to have a little um, trip down memory lane and talk about some of our first fifty episodes and anything that um, sort of stands out. Let's do it. Fifty, baby. Fifty, baby. Yes, obviously, like. This started, I mean, like I said, obviously people know the history. We we came from Lazy Hollywood. We sort of like started a show just, you know, my, uh, Griff and I. And um, we sort of just wanted to talk about films and things that we enjoyed. We thought it'd be funny to do a route where we sort of looked at Disney films for the, the, the sense of like two sort of guys' eyes. And um both enjoyed it. It's just a bit of a niche audience, to be fair. It's sort of... Yeah, massively. Um, obviously, if you just if you just get introduced to us, it was a bit of a big ask to dive straight in and start listening to us. You'd hardly don't yeah. get our sense of humour. I just think we're just being complete arseholes. And there's a balance of both. I ain't gonna lie. But um, yeah, like High School Musical, obviously episode one. Um, With the, which feels I think like... the best thing to do yeah. is out of um, out of the Disney's. What was your favourite? Like review that we did we'll try and break it into because obviously we've gone through the different things and spoiler alert this isn't our final form yet there's still more to come but I think uh, the Disney films I think Let It Shine was the worst I think um, I've been a little bit overcritical about that I spoke people have said to me and I think Lemonade Mouth was the most surprising um, but what was my favourite I suppose different quick what was the favourite episode to do rather than I I enjoyed us doing High School Musical 2 I think High School Musical 2 is probably the f- favourite one do you know what I was going to say High School Musical 2 yeah because I watched High School Musical having never seen any of them and I was like okay that film's actually surprisingly good so I was excited to do High School Musical 2 yeah for whatever reason and some of the songs again were great um, yeah, like you said, the sleeper episode was Lemonade Mouth, just purely because the songs were just banging. They're a great band, hopefully they're still out there. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, and to say Let's Charm was just a bit of a disappointment, really. But yeah, Team Beach Movie was still good. Um, yeah, just say, and obviously we did come back and do Camp Rock too. The forgotten, um, 
episode. Yes, yes, out there on um, Spotify exclusive, that one with songs. It's worth yeah. checking out. Uh, so they went into that, then we went into the dissecting. Um, but basically, we would obviously look into facts, figures, toys, and everything to come out of franchising home instead of individual films. Um, oh, a lot of them I did enjoy. Jaws, I enjoyed to be at Jaws. Rocky, I thought was a great laugh. Obviously, you finally got to do your Scream episode that you've been begging to do forever. Yeah, the Scream. I, I think my, my personal favourite, uh, my personal favourite is Jurassic Park. My fir- my, per- my favourite creative is probably Blair Witch Project. Um, I like Jurassic Park. I loved everyone got involved and did the themes, theme songs and the whole Blair Witch Project where I don't know. We got obviously Chance Whitmore to do the intros in with, with Lost and even oh, the end Chance, of the episodes. Like, Chance stole the show with um with Blair Witch. It's good. The whole I social mean, media around the episode just Oh, that yeah. was so good. Absolutely love the intro he did for us. I thought it was it was fucking amazing. And then really I forgot I forgot touch. about I forgot about um Jurassic Park with everyone doing the themes and everything like that or Amazing podcast and that all sort of helped out and did bits. That was really funny. Um, I think the worst one we probably did was obviously watch Men in Black International. We did the Men in Black episodes. Um, yeah, that in my head's kind of a little sing along. Did do a little sing along. <laughs> um, I've done Elf, done Home Alone. Did Lego Star Wars Holiday Special with Nick? Um, yeah, I think Jurassic Park and Blair Witch are like the go-to episodes in that kind of run of run of shows. If that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. It was so good. And then obviously coming out of that, we've dived straight into um, the dissect, not the dissection, the um, the Greer separation era. Yeah, where every, every film. Um, had to be connected with the following film, and um, yeah, that's that's what we're going for at the moment. That's a, that's a lot of fun. It's obviously challenging because we don't know what each other's going to pick. We don't know what we're going to be able to pick, mm. and um, it leads us to films that we might not have necessarily sort of seen otherwise. So um, I find that's really cool. Yeah, I, I've uh, I'm trying to think which one re- really enjoyed it out of all these. I obviously enjoy all of them, but um, actually, like doing and seven was fun. Like research, like obviously, season seven is um, a great movie. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing the Meg. That that was great. Almost famous, Rocket Man. Rocket almost Man, famous yeah. was great. So obviously, it was a film that I didn't necessarily think I was gonna um sort of watched but obviously did end up watching and really enjoyed the 2045 minutes bootleg edition yeah basically I think San Andreas was a bit of a surprise like it it was a bit stupid but it wasn't as bad as like it's the rock ain't it and obviously we've had we've had curveballs in there like 31 and films like Songbird so I think not to like toot our own horns like we've done a pretty varied um, we don't just do one kind of genre of movie it's a little bit no, of not at all. I mean, yeah, like I said, this isn't, you know, 
our final form yet. We've still got our ideas for sort of our next sort of change up and that. So keep keep your eyes and ears peeled for that because we're, we're constantly discussing ways to evolve the show, which is um, keeping it fresh and makes it exciting. But um, yeah, no, we've done some we've done some crackers. I've absolutely loved it. And like I said, during these trying times, obviously it's brought a lot to ourselves and hopefully it's brought enjoyment to people listening as well. I mean, that's the most important stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And obviously, um, yeah, like just if, if people are listening and it's taking their mind off the stuff that's going on around the world, then it's all worth it. We're chatting about this stuff anyway, so we just thought we might as well record ourselves chatting it. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun because we don't, people may think like we don't live near each other, like, and obviously we haven't seen each other in over a year, albeit like a screen. So it's a good way that's to true. connect, good way to connect. That's the thing. I mean, the ideal situation is obviously we'd be living together, have bunk beds, and have a little podcast studio. Oh. It wasn't meant to be. A split screen Mario Kart. <laughs> a split screen Mario Kart. Oh, so it's the dream. dream. It's the dream. It's the dream. But it wasn't meant to be. So we do like this. But no, it's cool. Um, I guess that's the past. I guess we need to talk about the future and my choice for next week. Yes, episode 51. What are we doing? Um, you blessed me with some fantastic choices. I'm nice like that. All like, you are <laughs> nice like that. I'm not always, I'm not always as <laughs> nice. I can't like lie. 31, 31 was horrible. <laughs> it was. Um, the Lego Batman movie emerged that I was extremely tempted to do. But Classic. Yeah, I thought it was all fun and games to you watching it, isn't it? That's what I thought about that. Um, <laughs> Ghost, we joked about that. That was an option that I was tempted to think could it be done? You know, um, oh, 22 Jump Street popped up. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Eight Mil, Never seen Nicolas that. Cage. Oh, no, sorry, that one I have. I thought it was Eight Mile. Oh, yeah, oh, I've not seen that film in a long time. That's a bit of a deep film. Yep, um, Hitler, The Rise of Evil. That. that Christmas classic, um, but I didn't go for any of them. But I did go for a classic. I went for what I feel like is an iconic film that we can have a lot of fun with. It's got a lot of quotable lines, and I know we both enjoy it, and we can probably have a blast. And I think we might even go a bit old school and look at some of the toys and other bits that went around it because there was a lot that came with this film. And that is, um, what's her name? Elpia Coralio. Okay. That. She's in the film. And she has led us to the 1987 classic, Get All the Chopper, Predator. Oh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. So oh. um, I'm buzzing because I actually love that film. Obviously, we've done Alien. Like, so, yeah, it only makes sense. We've now gone to Predator. We're going to the jungle, baby. <laughs> jungle. We're going to fun and games. So, yeah, that's what we're doing next week. Absolutely buzzing to do that. Can't wait to do that. And, um, yeah, if you've got any memories or thoughts about the film, you can get involved in the conversation. And if they want to find us on Instagram, where can they find us, Griff? At Paul and Griff Show. 
And of course, if you're getting that non-stop 24-7 movie discussion that is known as Twitter, where can you find us? At Paul N. Griff Show. And if you click on our link tree, we're also on a whole bunch of other places that we are pretty shocking on. But we promise you at some point, that will change. It'll blow your mind. We'll get our act together. We will get our act together, maybe, sort of. We've got ideas. We've got some cool ideas. Um, Yeah, thank you for all the support for the first 50 episodes. We're probably doing this again in a couple of weeks. We talk about a year. But, um, yeah. yeah. Thanks for all your support. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Bye.